Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Midwest Monsters. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That You know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry but that's <laughs> Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Imagine. Professor Wagstaff. Good to be with you here, folks and friends. And we've got a, a big announcement to make this episode that we have made it to 75 episodes. Three quarters of a century. Woohoo! 75, baby. Stumbling and out of breath. Oh. <laughs> that means we've been. In a little over eight years, we've made it to 75. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> well, we're just starting to think. We started. We've been doing this over three years now, haven't we? Uh, yep. March, yeah. We yeah. started in February, actually. Yeah, yeah, but an airing. This is right around three years. Yeah. Oh, we're just an airing them on iTunes. Yep. Okay, yeah. So, wow. Been doing this for over three years. 75 episodes. Crazy. We're not like those fancy people that have sponsors that can like record yeah. every week and you know, stuff like that. Speaking of bringing things, uh, stamps.com. <laughs> Squarespace. You guys like books? Audible.com while you're on the road. Men's Shave Club. Hey, but, um, but listen, if you guys are all listening, we'll take that sponsorship. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, if you uh, just hit play on episode one and let it run. That's uh, that's over three straight days of content. So there you oh, go. Man. That's awesome. Some of those early episodes to go back and listen to those. They're uh, the audio recording is the, the the quality is pretty bad, and we were just kind of figuring out who we were as a show. It's kind of interesting to go back and visit them every once in a while. Well, and the yeah. fun thing is, is if you know, assuming we do this a long time who's to say we can't go back and and revisit those when it's fresh again oh yeah it's a little rough to talk about all those movies again a year later right but yeah right yeah, I mean, yeah there, may, there might be a john carpenter resurgence sometime in the or near yeah future. i mean think about uh or like rob zombie you know it's yeah. like how he evolves over time and, and so do yeah. so do perspectives yeah. of us yeah It'd be fun yeah yeah so very cool well i uh i've had a blast you guys <laughs> yes I've been a good run no, no, I'm not. Tendering, you want to tell us? I'm not tendering my reservation. <laughs> you wouldn't be so lucky. So, hey, friends, we've got a great episode lined up for you here today. We are going to talk about a fun series that I know we all enjoy. Yes, uh, a little series called Reanimator. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Reanimator. That'd be Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, and Beyond Reanimator. So, uh, fun story. Um, Based on some of the work of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, Orig- oh, original. No, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were going no, somewhere. You guys are looking at me very oh. intently. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, I thought you were going somewhere Your cadence insinuated there was more. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to jump. It. He was like, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> originally a serial, I think. Okay. Like you wrote it in. Yeah, it to was. To be intended as that. Her, it was uh, Dr. Herbert West and, and the reanimator, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So as you can imagine, from the title, Reanimator... It's about this doctor who wants to reanimate corpses. As he utters the famous line in the first movie, death is only the beginning. Yes. And uh, it's cool. So it's like we get to follow a modern day, not, well, I mean, Lovecraft's not modern day, but for filming, oh, a yeah. modern day Frankenstein. Almost, yeah, definitely. You know? Especially as the series goes on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That exactly, to a T. Totally. Totally. So what do you what do you guys like about the reanimator series? Like what... What you know? What's drawn it to to you over the years? When did you first see any of them? Uh, these newer for you, older? Oh, I just saw uh, Beyond for the first time doing this. 
Um, I really, I always remember liking Bride. Um, uh, the thing I love about the series is Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. I think Combs is brilliant. Like in this movie, in the first movie alone, he gives some, what I like to call Bruce Campbell worthy performances, especially with that cat. So, I mean, I, he's dead, so deadpan, so funny. Yeah. And in, in a subject that's not supposed to be hilarious, right. he just delivers some lines and makes, I'm cracking up. Just, he'll say something and I'm guffawing before the wife can even figure it. What did he say? I was like, oh, <laughs> right. hold on. I'll rewind it. Right. He's great. Yeah, you're right. Combs does it. And um, one thing that I I love about the whole series is that neon green reanimated oh, the, yeah, the yeah. serum. It's great. It's just, I love the look of it. Yeah, these weren't the reagent. Uh, yeah, the these re-agent. weren't a part of my youth. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid and these were coming out, I wasn't watching them. Um, they would have been more in college years when I was mm-hmm. really trying to explore <laughs> you know, popular horror titles, things that I knew about, but hadn't watched. So I was kind of in the same boat for the episode. I'd seen uh, the first two I hadn't Mm -hmm. seen beyond. So that was new for this episode, but um, I love them. And to echo the sentiment of, of uh, talking about Combs, it's an interesting thing that he brings with his uh, stage experience. Yeah. Which if I remember correctly, they plucked him off the stage for this. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, go ahead. I thought you were going to say. Well, I'm back eventually. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he had all this stage experience. So what's interesting about it for me as a, a fan of old horror films, um, all the way up into the AIP pictures with Corman doing all the Poe in many ways from different angles, this is like old horror meets modern horror yeah. because we have very visceral, gory, uh, exploitive, fun things going on in this film. But on the same tone, we have ideas that were very popular in older horror films and you have a stagey performance, which was the common thing back then. Right. And so it's this interesting marriage that's coming from a director and Gordon who clearly knows both. Mm -hmm. And so that's my favorite thing about it is I feel like there really aren't many horror movies that have come out in my lifetime that really combine those worlds like this does, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. And yourself. I was just going to say real quick, it's funny too, because um, a couple years ago they started doing the reanimator of the musical uh, out in LA and I think New York, and they didn't use Combs for Herbert West, but uh, evidently the guy who they replaced him with went over really well and Combs even endorsed and said, yeah, he's yeah. good. So Jeffrey Combs, we got to see him at a convention in Cincinnati mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> so deadpan, even in, he signed a, just Todd or Todd Toddy, whatever he signed Todd's poster. Cat dead, details later. Yes. It says, Todd, cat dead, details later. And just right then, that one callback, and I know that that's what they do at conventions. They sign the the line from the movie. But that line specifically, dude. So good. That lets you know that that level of, uh, that's cerebral. You know, he's, he's just on like, that level. that's it, dude. <laughs> he's fun. Yeah. He's real fun. I I think I saw Reanimator for the first time within the within the past 10 years. Uh, I couldn't tell you when exactly within the past 10 years. So post-college and yeah, just fell in love with reanimator. Didn't watch bride until a couple months ago when arrow video uh, put it out on this beautiful special edition, the deluxe one. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. And uh, Carrie just picked it up. Like Carrie had never even seen it. And so she was like, I love reanimator. This, Deluxe edition is beautiful. The pre-order price is great because mm-hmm. now that deluxe edition is. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I just went on and tried to pick yeah. up one the other day, dude. When, Air, when Arrow says limited, it's limited. Right <laughs> now, they do have regular editions at the Best Buy here in Muncie. Oh well, I so, mean, I want the. the I, I'm with you. I want yeah. the deluxe. It comes right. with the comic book and yeah. Yeah, everything. But uh, so Carrie bought that sight unseen, and we sat down and watched it, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, Bright is just as good as." The first yeah. one, if not, if better. not better, right? <laughs> right? We'll get into that later. But uh, so that, and then uh, just watched Beyond last week for the first time. Right, so yeah. uh, it's a great series. It's a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to talking about them. All right, you want to dive in? Let's do it. All right. So, Reanimator, nineteen eighty-five, directed by Stuart Gordon, written by Dennis Paoli, William Norris, and Stuart Gordon himself. Doctor Herbert West is played by Jeffrey Combs. Uh, Doctor, well, not even Doctor at this point, but Dan Kane is played by Bruce Abbott. Megan Halsey is played by Barbara Crampton, and then there's a brilliant performance of Doctor Carl Hill played by David Gale. Oh yeah. Um, so just to kind of dive in, Dan is a third year medical student. 
and he is looking for a roommate. And then Herbert comes about the apartment. And uh, why don't you go ahead and lead us in? You're really so good at that. We start the film, and we find Herbert West in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh, okay. And right. you know, we, we don't know what's happening. They bust in. His professor's dead. He's right. reanimated. It's crazy. And then we're like, well, he's not in Switzerland anymore because right, the police right. bust him. Right. And so that's our intro, intro to Herbert West. And we're like, who is this guy? We get back in our intro to Dr. Kane or student Kane, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan. Dan is, um, <laughs> he's trying to save this woman's life. Yeah. And he's just not willing to let her go. So this is big foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Lots. To both of these characters. Uh, Herbert, more of the mad scientist. Kane, more of the caring genuine guy not not willing to give up exactly not willing to give up um and so they're in medical school together dan is dating uh barbara crampton's character megan uh who just happens to be the daughter of the dean of the school Mm -hmm. dean halsey's daughter um and so that sets up our main characters and where we're going in this story um west moves in and almost immediately the hijinks begin definitely (laughs) uh you know they can't they can't find the poor cat can't find the cat and uh so they go in west's room which is its own little crazy laboratory west was so obsessed with moving in if is there a basement in this place is there a basement oh definitely. you know his room is not the lab the basement oh yeah he needed a lab, lab. Yeah. yeah uh and so they find the cat poor it's rufus poor rufus uh of course rufus is kind of a jerk when he jumps on dan's mm. back earlier <laughs> dude you have to Again, I, I can't say enough about him. He delivers that line. She's in there screaming. What have you done? What about Rufus? Oh, my God. And he just, and uh, Herbert West, he turns to Dan. And he's just like, I was led to believe this was going to be a private room. Hands down. They're just like deadpan. Right Not even caring that she's freaking out. Just mad that she's in there. No, no, no. This right. is supposed to be my space. This is my space. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny too. He's like the thing that I would get run over or something like that. Oh no, head stuck in a jar. <laughs> head stuck in a jar is dead. I, I wasn't just gonna leave it there for you to find it. And What'd it was you gonna stink? So what I was I gonna do? Write a note? Yeah, cat dead. Explain <laughs> details later. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it just it just goes nuts from there. Yeah. I mean, that's the beginning. Death is only the beginning, but no, this is the only <laughs> beginning of the film. Yeah, professor. So and it remains very slick, efficient. Yeah, okay. um, never I, a dull moment. What's what I think is very difficult in horror, and this achieves is to be just absolutely bonkers and over the top, without the viewer feeling too much. Yeah, that's what to me is just masterful about the way Gordon made this picture is that we just have some of the most bizarre things going on in this film. But never at once when I watch that do I sit there, especially with the first viewing, and think, oh, my God. Like, Or it starts to feel just relentless and yeah. taxing. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's a perfect blend of like black comedy mm-hmm. with storytelling and the horror of it throughout. Yeah. And that, to me, is, is what is so special about this one. And, and we recapture that some we'll talk about in the sequel directly after this but this one there's a reason it was instantly a classic yeah besides just the fact that it's hb lovecraft it's just how well it was made mm. uh you leave when you watch that reinvigorated it you know and why you love it yeah um and, and you're right it goes bonkers but it never goes stupid yeah right that's what i think is just the craziest about it i think the one thing i like about the or the whole series is that people are so intrigued by West and what he's doing that they want to be involved. Yeah. But once he takes them there, they're like, Oh no, they, they start to freak out a little bit. Like there's that great scene. Uh, I mean, Dan does it. Dan flip flops on him five or six different times, which right. I think is great. But, um, they get down and Dan decides to start helping him. They get down into the basement of the medical school or the morgue, if not the basement, I'm sorry, the morgue. And that scene right there just pops off. They deliver the reagent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Kent, uh, for those who don't know, that's Schwarzenegger's body double and stunt double. Oh, several okay. movies. Cool. T2, a bunch of different yeah. movies. Uh, he's the big muscular guy. He gets up. They deliver the reagent. He gets up and just goes buck wild. That morgue scene is bonkers. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, and you don't think about it, but watching this again, I, you really have to wonder if one year later, if Dan O'Bannon didn't really... 
borrow from this mm-hmm. or even more than borrow from this for the scene in return of the living yeah, dead yeah. because the it's, yellow bo- the body yeah. gets Dude, up and good does point. the same thing. i instantly think of that every yeah. time mm-hmm. when he's totally. out running around in the hallway you, you're waiting for the dude to put like the pickaxe in the forehead <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but it, i mean that lends itself to to the to the slick storytelling is as how we attach the romance with the daughter of the dean but then we throw him out of school so we give reason for him to take the plunge mm-hmm. with West right, into kind right. of the madness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think would be the toughest part of of getting someone to join in on this. And and to echo what you were saying earlier, it's such an interesting marriage of why, mm-hmm. um, where we don't hammer the viewer over the head with you know the the thick drama and the sentiment about it. It's like we clearly can see one is looking at this from a ego driven mm-hmm. reason for you know the history of science and i am basically making life immortal i'm yeah. solving this riddle whereas the other guy wants to help the person who's in trouble right with it and have that possibility for human beings so it's it's a very interesting relationship that bounces back and forth between them right right can you guys agree with me that dr hill is possibly the best and creepiest thing about this movie oh yeah he's great oh my god like the scene with megan at the table where where dan comes to pick her up to go study and he's just like where are you taking her he's like well we're gonna go study why can't you study here and then we find out later of course dr hill is madly in love with megan and his decapitated body gets real rapey (laughs) real rapey (laughs) his decapitated head gets real rapey I love, I love the scene in this movie, and then they revisit it at the very beginning of Bride. But just Hill's head going, West, you bastard! Oh, dude, this is, I mean, this is so dope. Uh, the whole scene and the effects in this movie. I mean, I don't want to sh- shadow over them. You know, the effects in this movie are even good. Like the head chopping scene, mm-hmm. like with the shovel. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like that, that was, was a great. That was real good. Yep. Oh, that yeah. was great. What about Hill's corpse army at the end? Yeah. <laughs> That's the second. I, I have I have crazy morgue scene twice because <laughs> it's like the first one. And then again, when all those bodies reanimate at the same time, it's right. like, whoa, did yeah. I see that coming? That's crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. Well, and they're not scared. To, that's the thing about this movie. They give you those scary moments where all those bodies pop up because he's controlling them mentally. But then they give you the thing with like the where they put on the fake head, where the body puts on the fake yes. head and they sneak into the morgue. Yes. Oh, like, it's, there's just enough camp right. to keep you, to keep you laughing. And then it's like, no, everybody jumps up and now we're coming after you. Like any zombie style movie. I love this, man. This movie is great. Well, and speaking of, you know, the, the dead body putting the head on, like when they, and how they also, how they sneak West into the morgue to, in the first morgue scene. Right. right. He plays a dead body with his bare feet. Sticking Did you out? notice nope. that he never takes the toe tag off? This is one thing that I laughed at so much. He just puts his sock, his sock and shoe right on over the toe tag. Never That's t- funny. His, never it did. never takes it off, and I never, I never even thought to look at it before. But for some reason, watching it again for the move, for the show, I was like, he doesn't take that off. Why doesn't he take that off? It, it, it just crazy? bugs me. I know it doesn't bug him, but it's just part of his character. Yeah, he all ain't got he, no time for that. He all he's focused on is what he's trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, and and to go back to how efficient this film is, another example of why this is great for the viewers, because I think most directors would have tried to build up the thieving angle of of Dr. Hill Mm -hmm. um, and and his villain angle. Right. They would have made a bigger deal out of that. We move so quickly with that. Yeah. And that's what's great about it is like there's so many things in this film that typically would be attributed to. Uh, movies where directors and Hollywood kind of treat their viewers like idiots. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case here because they assume that you're paying enough attention to keep up with this because when in fact, that's why we dislike him. He is a, he's a thief. He's trying to jump in and and get the glory for this. And so I, I always forget about that because I think this is maybe my third viewing, if not the fourth, I always forget how quickly we move by that. Yeah. And I love here. that. I love that we don't spend a lot of time on that, that this isn't a bigger picture because it very easily could have been. Right. And not only is he trying to save the things, the one thing that we kind of glance over too is that he's trying by lobotomizing 
these people as well because yeah. he's doing the uh, the laser lobotomies in the head by doing that as well. He's not only trying to steal the reagent, he's trying to turn them into zon- or to a, like an army, zombies army, whatever. So yeah. people that he can control, right? You know, so he's even one step even better on that level. Right. You know, yeah, it's not just oh, it's not enough mm-hmm. for that to have for him to just have the reagent and be able to bring people back. He wants them to be under his control, like specifically Dean Halsey. Yeah, t- right. exactly. Yeah, we forgot to mention that 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 that. In that crazy morgue scene, oh, yeah, Dean yeah. Halsey is the one who gets killed, yeah, Megan's right. father. And uh, they bring him back, and then he does the lobotomy so that he really has yeah. control over him. So, yeah. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of more notes left for this one, but one thing I want to say is that, did you guys both notice that in this and in Bride of Reanimator, we don't know Herbert West's fate at the end of yes, both movies. Yes, that's so I, great. I, I love, love that. Yeah, because he's just quirky enough. It adds to kind of that legacy <laughs> we're building with him. Yeah, because yeah. he kind of he kind of goes under goes under with the ship surrounded right. in this one. He tells he tells Dan and Meg to get out. Get out. Well, with Meg because she's, right, she's right, dead right. at that point. But yeah, get out. You know, and he's he's like he's dying the weird hero, like you know, and we're like oh, did Herbert die? Yeah, you know, because I've got down here just at the bottom of my mm-hmm. notes, I wrote down kind of the outcome for each person, and it just says West question. Yep, yeah. same here. <laughs> there you go, man. So, see, and that's one of the things. Like, so Meg do- Megan does end up dying, mm-hmm. and at the end, we see uh, we see Dan take that next step because he's the, trying the love of his life again, right? Just like the he, beginning of the movie, he won't he get he won't give he won't up. Give he's up pumping, he's pumping, he's pumping. She's gone. So he takes the West angle and he gives her the reagent the movie. <laughs> I oh, mean, we like hear, we hear her scream. We hear her scream. She comes it. back movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good ending to that movie, man. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's a great lead in. And then especially you follow up with bride of reanimator. The first thing that comes out of your, the first thing I thought when, after seeing the first one is like, Oh, the next one's bride of reanimator. I thought it was Megan. Right. Which we find out Megan has a role, but I mean, right. yeah. Yeah, I thought because I think I think it was a great ending because if you don't get a sequel, it's a great standalone movie. Oh, definitely, right? definitely. You know, yeah. Everything kind of ties up in a way that at least the viewers okay with it. Yes. It's like because we love Wes just enough in that quirky way that it's almost better to kind of have the hope yeah. that he could still maybe have made it, but yeah. we don't know. As I love on a lot of horror movie endings. Some say he's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to emphasize uh, hats off to Crampton for having it in her to do that scene because, and I don't even, I'm not even trying to be creepy about it. That's very powerful for a movie that's kind of tongue in cheek when she's laying there completely nude for the camera and we've oh. got Hill holding his head mm-hmm. coming up on her. Mm-hmm. That gets pretty extreme there for a minute. Yeah. I it, mean, it really all, all jokes aside, that's very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. as an actress, um, dude, I couldn't imagine. I mean, and, that took some trust in her yeah. to do that. Oh yeah, which obviously only is another in the the many ways that have cemented her legacy within horror films. But that was a that was a pretty powerful moment. So yeah, totally. So any final notes on Reanimate? Oh man, I I really like Reanimate. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely. I do want to throw out the beginning and how much I like it with right. with the the turning around of the camera and I gave him life and then the credits and how great they are. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to throw this out here. This isn't going to be in a popular opinion. Maybe it is with you guys, but in general, I know it's not. It drives me nuts that that Psycho soundtrack. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. It's like we they pimp the soundtrack on vinyl and how great it is and everybody loves it and it drives me nuts. It works. It's great with the credits, mm-hmm. but I can't get over that. Well, it, every time it plays in the movie, you get that. you It pops right. in your head. It, regardless. It's fun, and it doesn't affect the movie negatively for me, but I just wanted to put that out there in oh, the yeah, universe. Mm-hmm. I would have appreciated a little bit of a different original score for the film because yeah. I, I always think, oh, that's it sounds great, but I always think, man, that sounds just like Psycho. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all pretty much. So, very good. Moving right along to Bride of Reanimator. Right on. I really like. I gotta put that out there. So, Bride of Reanimator, nineteen eighty nine, directed by Brian Yuzna uh, this mm-hmm. time. Uh, written by Rick Fry, Woody Keith, and Brian Ru- Yuz- Is it Yuzna? Y U Z N A Yuzna. Yeah. Uzna. Yeah. Sorry. If, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. Um. Again, we have Doctor Herbert West, played by Jeffrey Combs. Uh, Doctor. Doctor this time, Dan Kane, 
played again by Bruce Abbott. And we bring on Francesca, mm-hmm. played by Fabiana. Yep. And then Gloria, played by Kathleen <laughs> Kenmont. I can never pronounce Fabiana's out. Like, I met her and didn't say her last name. I was like, Hilarious. Hey. Hilarious. So, do you want to get into this one? Yeah. So, we've got, uh, of course, as I spoiler from earlier, Hill's head floating in the darkness is the intro. <laughs> Very uh, William Castle-like. Yes. yes, exactly. Exactly. But then we go straight to the country of Peru. Yep. In the middle of a civil war. The Peruvian civil war. The Peruvian <laughs> civil war. And there's Herbert and Dan together again. Eight months later. Eight months later, after the Miskatetic. Miskatonic? <laughs> yeah. Miskatonic. <laughs> Massacre. The, the, the Mr. Gin and Tonic the University. <laughs> the Lake Minnetonka Massacre. <laughs> and, uh, you so there they are. yourself. <laughs> is a Lake Minnetonka. Uh, so there they are, uh, back to their old tricks, uh, and uh, there they are trying to reanimate corpses again. <laughs> it's genius too. Where these two guys trying to accomplish this? What better place than an unregulated zone, <laughs> yeah. civil war in South like America? Where nobody's going to find them from the U.S. and nobody's going to question them there. Yeah, it's like they're just getting to potentially help people and work out what they uh they were wanting to do with a fresh crop of bodies fresh, always coming in. Coming oh in. yeah, definitely. Right. So uh, uh, obviously the front line collapses and they have to escape. <laughs> yes, and they come back to America and they go back to that in place. The Miskatetemakanka. And of any place they could have gone in the world, they went home. Right, yeah. Like people forgot. They're like, (laughs) "Boy, your name sounds familiar." But uh, come on in, come back to work for us. Hi, Dan. We've been wanting to talk with you. (laughs) Have a seat. So, just so the 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 gist of this one, as you can guess from the title, "Bride of Reanimator," is this notion now that instead of reanimating whole bodies, they're going to reanimate body parts. And put together our own little Frankenstein. Yeah, we start out in the beginning and we find out that a ballet dancer's feet have gone missing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we it leads us into West and his laboratory in another basement. This dude loves basements, man. But this time they've moved into a an old cemetery mm-hmm. where there's crypts next door. Right. And uh, they're in the middle of the cemetery. There's crypt next door. There's just an endless supply of things and people he can go dig up. So it's kind of the perfect setting for these guys. Plus, it gives an extra level of creepy. Totally. Totally. Um, So it's kind of the gist. I mean, let's get into some of the the bread and butter of this. Uh, Man, the hand with the eyeball. Oh, the spider hand. (laughs) I call it the finger spider. (laughs) Yeah, the finger spider is really cool as the detectives walking around and. And they're trying because that's how that's how he shows Dan what he's doing. Like he he says, "Here, look," and he puts the little body parts together and he gives him some reagent. And this thing takes off, and then the detective shows up and hi, Jinx and Sue. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so you got this little thing walking around the whole time. It's pretty cool. So we think that our um, is it our anti? Well, who's really the protagonist and antagonist in this movie? Mm. Really. Yeah. I mean, because our our main characters aren't exactly the good guys, but um, so the the detective shows up, and the detective has a complex story that actually leads us back to the first movie. Oh yeah, the detective's wife was one of the bodies from the first, from eight months ago. Right, was on a, so was he's on a got a personal vendetta because he believes that there's something going on with Doctor West that the rest of the cops and the rest of the force just didn't find. Yeah. And the reason he believes this is because his wife's body, along with the others are still being held mm-hmm. in the hospital. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. That adds that one layer, but then we go on and he's not even our thing anymore. No. Man. Well, <laughs> but then we find out why did his wife die? Cause he beat her. They've cut mass contusions to the head. As West points out to him. Dude, again, brilliant. Li- I mean, it's not brilliant, but it's brilliant. He's just like, he's a wife beater, Dan. Use the gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fine. He's, Dan's got a gun aimed at him. He's like, he's a wife beater, Dan. Use the gun. Like, so kill him. Let us alleviate any question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just dead, I'm sorry, dude. His deadpan humor is just hilarious, man. He delivers that perfect. Hey, what about that dog that had the human hand? <laughs> <laughs> 
That was creepy, yo. <laughs> so at this point, <laughs> so the story is Dr. West and uh, Dr. Kane are taking body parts and linking them together and seeing if they can sustain life because there's more than just the brain, the 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 stem, the stem there's pieces, everything, what, what do they call them? There's... All of our tissue can be reanimated. Mm-hmm. And instead of just trying to reanimate the spinal cord, they're trying to reanimate every piece of tissue to get it to work together. Because let's be honest here. I know it's 2016 and this is not appropriate. <laughs> but when the when the bodies are reanimated, they go full retard. <laughs> they do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> now, I stole that from, uh, uh, what's the movie? Uh Oh, he went full retard. Yeah, yeah. What's that? <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. So <laughs> yeah. you can't blame me for that. I saw that from there. Oh, you never so, go full retard. <laughs> so, so let's be honest. The bodies come back and they go full retard. So that's part of why they're doing that with the body parts in this one, and it's right. a big part of what they do in part three. Right. Right. Um. So let's just get that out of the way for our listeners who don't know. That's what's going on here. Professor, you got any any notes you want to share on this one here? In just. The thing that I think is most impressive about this film is how Yuzna carries over all of the appearances, the attitude, everything. Yeah. And it it clearly demonstrates that it, it was a collaborative effort from the first one because he produced it. Mm-hmm. And I know that it goes back to, I don't know if he goes all the way back to Gordon's stage theater group. I think they're called the Organic Theater Group, maybe, out of Chicago. But that they're very good at producing these small contained scenes in these films and settings, but it doesn't feel that way. And I thought that this carried that right over. It's very rich and dark mm-hmm. in the, in the colorful tones. Um, exactly like the first one. I love that he kept the credits the same. I love that we just jumped yeah. right into it. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of feel the flares of society, which was also yeah. him with the, you know, the bizarre blending of body parts and just, and the audacious approach to the special effects and not being afraid to have things that are just absolutely ridiculous for the viewer to watch in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, that's the thing. I I think that a lot of people would just assume this is going to be inferior. And when you watch it, it's not right. Oh, and see, and that's the thing with this movie, you're kind of watching two or three, Different movies wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, we talk about the... Co- I talked about the cop a little bit. The cop has his storyline. He comes in. We know why he's after West. Then we have the resurgence of uh, Hill. Because uh, there's another uh, doctor. What you, yeah, there's another doctor who finds the reagent. And then he places the reagent into Dr. Hill's yeah. head. And Dr. Hill comes back alive. And starts bossing him around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're just ahead, yo. And then, eventually... Um, oh, and then uh, Dr. Dan is also working on a patient, a dying woman. Mm, and yeah. uh, there's a dying woman uh, played by, it was Kathleen Kimmock. Yeah. So she's a dying woman that Dr. Hill is taking care of. So there's like three storylines that go on here. And then they all merge into a fantastic, I want to say, second half it feels like all all this little stuff takes place in the first half but when dr hill comes back alive comes back and starts bossing people around they haven't even really started putting the body together yet right and then they start piecing together they start taking pieces piecing them together and the whole reason that herbert west gets dr or gets a uh, dr kane to do this is his heart yep. that's where she comes back from the first one yeah, they're using Herbert. her heart and he's convincing West is convincing Kane that hey this is Megan we're going to bring Megan back to life yep he says Dan what did you love most about Megan and then he pulls out, pulls the out her heart her heart <laughs> I was like you're shooting pretty hard there buddy Dude, yeah, but, I mean there's a lot going on in this movie Yeah, and like you said we joked or not joked but said it passing mentioned it earlier chuckling I might, this movie might be, I like this movie better than the first one. It's, it's every bit as good. I really, it's every bit as, and I might like it better because there's Mm -hmm. so much going on in it. Yeah. There's great depths to what you guys are talking about with, right. You know, I'm trying not to get too many details. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you, this one, you get more emotionally invested in. Oh, definitely. definitely. Now the first one has some emotion. It's more haunting too, the way that, that we show the whole film. Yeah, totally. 
Totally. Which I think is kind of bold for him, you know, the, for him to take over directing duties to make a sequel and say, I'm going to do what you did, but I'm going to do this on top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it a little bit more gloomier, a little bit more meaningful, um, but still bring what people liked about the first one back. Yeah. And I mean, he knocked it out of the park with this. Yeah, um, definitely. I love the scenes as we're getting the parts and working on it, how yes. they're gruesome, but with good reason. Yeah. Um, and in many ways, you're getting to watch what Universal gave you, you know, 50 years before. Right. But right. In, a, in a way that they couldn't have shown back then. Yeah. And so it's, you know, that's really fun for the viewer. It's impressive. We're watching them compose this body out of parts um, in a way that not just you know, parts, the best part. Yeah. And it's like, I think a few years later, I'm not sure what year it was, but we're going to remake Frankenstein. And it's not going to achieve what this did. Oh, no. And that's that's the funny thing about it. Yeah, this is way better than Mary Shelley. Westus has that stuff. great stuff, dude, where he's talking. You know, it's Megan's heart. It's this great ballet dancer's feet. It's a, it's a virgin womb. I mean, he just the way he describes it, this is the reason we have this hand. I mean, he has a reason right. for what he's putting on everywhere. Yeah. And then with this body, our storylines start to convert. Like, so the cop dies. Mm-hmm. And goes under Dr. Hill's control. Our sick woman dies and we use her head, her face to complete our Frankenstein-esque monster, our, our bride of reanimator. And then Dr. West comes in right at the worst possible moment, or not Dr. West, but Dr. Hill comes in at the worst possible moment to get West. Mm. Right as the woman's coming to life. I yeah. mean, there's just, it, it just all, literally, it starts out here in six different things and funnels its way down into this great ending sequence. And don't forget Francesca. Oh, yeah. I forgot to see. And Francesca develops the relationship, or keeps the relationship going with Dr. Kane. Yeah. And then she comes in and sees him kissing or snuggling next to this reanimated, made up corpse. Yeah. Oh, man. There's so much going on. Yeah. And, and, and then it culminates in a, We've used the word 10 times already. A bonkers ending. It yeah. does, I man. mean, like everything's going nuts. Hill shows up. He's got bat wings on his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there are all those crazy Mod Podge bodies running around. All, all the every time Wes did an experiment that failed or it didn't work quite the way he wanted to, he just tossed it in the other room. Yeah. And Hill, because of his mind control, could make all those things come back to life. Right. And it's part of that crypt. Yep. And so they tear the wall down and so all those uh misfit toys come out. And <laughs> it feels like that feels like that scene, man. Yeah. It's Toy Story all over. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like Toy Story meets society. <laughs> yeah. You know? and it really you really feel like Toy Story borrowed from Brian Arena. I'm just gonna put that <laughs> So yeah, so we've got this yeah. this crazy ending happening. Um any thoughts on the ending? Very poignant with the bride. Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's the real ass kicker. Yeah, it just brings depth to all of the bonkers that we're talking about. Yeah, it's just I, it's a damn miracle Dude. how grounded he kept this film while being in absolutely insane with it. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, listeners, if you don't already know off the top of your head, she is the babe from Halloween Four. Yes, who's working oh, in the store yeah. that's enticing him, the She's, daughter of the sheriff. Yep. Yeah, the one who sleeps with Sasha Jensen. Right. Was right. actually in Chicago last weekend at the convention. Oh, cool! And she looks better today than she did then. Nice. Well, obviously, is right. uh, animated corpse, but <laughs> in Halloween Four as well. It's like you talk about, don't speak for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about that, man. Like the the end of this movie, you see a a Frankenstein s corpse trying to seduce Dan in front of his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then she gets mad and rips her rips Megan's heart out of her, mm-hmm. and then completely falls apart i mean oh my god this whole yeah. ending of this movie Which, man. and just as a fan of horror films by itself even free of meaning looks awesome oh yeah the way they do that yeah yes. it just looks fantastic but to me i also see within that progress because now we don't have uh, uh an original reanimated corpse running around wanting to attack losing its mind mm-hmm. going quote unquote full retard we have uh progress we right. have now put a body together from pieces, and we have some kind of 
cognitive understanding of, of what we're looking at. There's, there is hurt, there's heartbreak. And you could also even look at it as a crazy layer with like Megan's heart doesn't deserve to be a, a part of this. Oh, you know yeah, I mean? like there's just yeah. all of this there and they don't hammer your head in with it. That's what I love about it. It's just, it just moves quick and you can feel however you want about it. Mm-hmm. But that scene, man, whew, that is just incredible. It's so good. Oh yeah. And then the crypt starts caving in on them. Yep. Dan and Francesca make it to safety. But Dr. West, question mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. Totally. Totally. Any final thoughts on Bride? Oh, dude, I, I said it a couple of times. I alluded to it. I, then I flat out said it. Yeah, dude, I like Bride better than Reanimator. It's a I really movie. do. There's just so much going on. So many great effects and nothing. Not taking anything away from Stuart Gordon, but I just I, I really dug this film man. Yeah. <laughs> had all those great Put it right. to him. I'd put it right neck and neck uh, uh, equals I, the only I miss Barbara Crampton. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I got you. But it's you not? it's great. I totally, I see where you're coming from on that. Right on. Definitely yeah. an argument to be made that it's better than the first. Great movie. Just great movie. Solid. Just like the first one, not a dull moment. What's so, doing that? Uh, I got a free reanimator needle pen yeah. with my bride of reanimator release. But I don't use it because I don't want it to run out of ink. <laughs> and I saw I've seen people who have met Jeffrey Combs. He'll he'll put up a little one of those little pins up to your neck nice. when he gets his picture. Yeah, with when you. they had the the whole reanimator uh, reunion That's there, yeah. I only met Gordon. Uh, right, I just because I, yeah, I, I thought that. about running down the line, but stuff adds up quickly at those conventions. Oh so yeah, was I was pumped day. to meet him. That was the day Miss Ellie Cornell graced us with her presence on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I oh, am. Yeah. I, I made eye contact with Jeffrey Combs that day. <laughs> and it was like that moment when I made eye contact with, um, uh, who's the guy from uh, Monster Squad? That cre- Noonan. Tom Noonan. It was like when I made eye contact <laughs> with Tom Noonan and it creeped me out. I made eye contact with Jeffrey Combs and I was like. Yeah, but Tom Noonan was and, in and, Red Dragon. <laughs> he, yeah, he right. Was, he was the tooth fairy. Yeah, and, and House <laughs> of the Devil more so. Right, right. I got out. you, I got you. But uh, when I looked at Jeffrey Combs, he kind of gave me that that eyebrow raise that he does <laughs> and like what you would hope me. to see yeah and he like just nodded at me and i was like oh see man i went a completely different way i didn't take advantage of that weekend at all i went a completely different way i met a uh, jonathan stark from uh castle freak mm-hmm. because that was brand new on dvd and they had him there so i was like Stuart gordon this so i was in a completely different mindset i really wish i'd have went back for this though. i don't remember who else i met that that was the weekend we met bruce campbell wasn't it? Uh, no, this was no. later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I saw Combs at a different horror hound. I think he was at Indy yeah, he's one been time. Multiple. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Well, you oh, guys you're good. Ruin my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, yeah. I would like to cover uh, from beyond at some point. So hopefully we'll get that up on. Yeah. Episode. Totally. All right. On to Beyond Reanimator. Beyond Reanimator, 2003. Brian Yuzna uh, comes back. Uh, this time it's written by uh, Jose Men. Manuel Gomez, uh, Dr. Herbert West is back. Um, but now we're dealing with Dr. Howard Phillips, played by Jason Barry. Um, Laura on or only played by Elsa. I'm sorry about these names, guys. Paddocky <laughs> Moses played by Nico biases and warden Brando played by Simon Andrew. Um, this was the first of these movies that was filmed completely in Spain. Wasn't filmed in the U S mm, Okay. And uh, you want to give us a rundown of what's going on? Yeah, sure. So we start out in this cemetery. Well, a house by the cemetery. All right. Uh, these boys are out in the backyard. Not the house by the cemetery. Not the house by the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> With that annoying little kid. Um, <laughs> but it's a house by a cemetery. And um, these, boys, <laughs> these boys are out back in a tent and creeping each other out a little bit. And then a reanimated corpse comes in and attacks and kills the big sister Mm -hmm. and the cops come and lo and behold, who do they arrest hanging out in the cemetery? Herbert West West. and uh, Herbert gets sent to jail and he's in jail. And 13 years later, a young doctor comes in to do his residency at the jail. And lo and behold, that young doctor is the younger brother of the girl who was killed. By Herbert West's reanimated corpse. Yes. So he's he's supposed to be our new Dan character because he's got genuine concern. Yep. He's our new Dan Kane. He's the one who who really wants to know. He he hates Herbert West for what happened, 
He doesn't like Herbert as a mad scientist, but he thinks he's got something to contribute to the scientific world. And so that's why he's there. And uh, long story short, I love what I love is about all the titles of these. Reanimator. It's about a reagent that does what? Reanimates corpses. Bride of Reanimator. What? It's like Frankenstein. So right, it's, yeah. it's a bride of Frankenstein sort of send up. Then beyond Reanimator, now West is working on a cure that goes beyond what? Reanimation. Just reanimation. Exactly. He's working on a new thing that doesn't make them go full retard <laughs> when they come back. Uh, right on. So that's the gist of the movie. Uh, the one thing that gets me is uh, West makes a comment at one point in this movie that his last partner, because he, t- he doesn't want to start working with the new doctor. He's like, my last partner turned state's evidence. Was that Kane? Oh, I didn't even catch that. See, that's a, I, I guess really that's my question because he just he's it's a quick comment mm-hmm. said in passing the way that he delivers dialogue and then he was just like why should I help he's like why should I work with you he's like my last part he's like my last partner turned state's evidence and you're just like was that so th- that was the one thing I started yeah. wondering about man yeah so uh, we open up and Herbert West is trapping a rat oh yeah <laughs> he's that literally is the, fishing that is the pet of a Mexican gangster. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> why every guy? Why every prison movie got a guy who's got pet rat? All right, because there ain't no whole lot going on in prison. <laughs> but um, so he brings the. We find out that West has a whole lab set up in his prison cell. Mm-hmm. Like he undoes the light bulb and pulls out two little pinchers. Like he's still doing experiments thirteen years later in his prison cell. Successfully, might. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So what's this one about? I already said. No, but I mean the the life force, the <laughs> oh oh the nano NPE NPE nanoplasmic energy. So right. he so the rat dies, or he kills the rat. Then he right. reanimates it. Right, and then that Mexican gangster wants to kill him because he knows that Herbert took the rat. Oh, so that's going on. That's one of our side stories yes. right there. So so then he gives it the NPE. Makes it normal, normal question mark. Right. Again, and gives it back to the gangster and saves his own life. So what we find out is in Herbert's storyline that he was locked in the hole for three years. And during his three year stint in the hole, he came up with the NPE. It's that little, the nano, what is it? Nano, sorry. Nanoplasmic energy. Nanoplasmic energy. That's the thing that makes you normal. That's mm-hmm. your the electricity. That's your body yeah, stored. Taken out of the living brain. Exactly. So the reason these reanimated corpses, then the reagent didn't work, is because it restarted your motor functions. It, it had one effect on you, but what made you human is the NPE. Gotcha. So that's what West starts developing. Then Doctor Philip or the new doctor, we he's the like we discussed. He's the brother. The brother comes in specifically and gets west a new detail working with him Mm -hmm. the body and moses gets into a bad fight or moses comes in moses dies and herbert west is in with uh, the doctor and he pulls out the reagent that he's held all this time yep and dr west gives him the reagent so that starts another storyline now moses becomes and Moses becomes one of the react reanimated mm-hmm. and he's a catalyst for several other characters and things that happened in this movie. Right. I.e. the prison riot. I.e. her getting killed. I.e. the warden flipping out. Yeah. So that's how West kind of actually gets caught. Forgive me, father. For <laughs> I have sinned. Dude, he's so good. Man, man he's so creepy. He is. Dude. He's he very is. creepy. Speaking of creepy, we got a new old rapey guy in this one. <laughs> the the warden. Warden Brando, man. Warden Brando. New uh, rapey guy uh, wanting to take advantage of the, the reporter. Yep. Doing the story who falls in love with the doctor. Well, now, does she fall in love uh, with the doctor? Just, no, they just already, for Edwin. They were already. I thought I took it as they were already a couple. I because think, she's, she's yeah. going back in to get this story, and he's her in. Because they both go at the same time, so it's like it's like she connected, like they were connected beforehand, but mm-hmm. she's just kind of taking advantage of it. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, yeah, you're right. There was a connection beforehand, but then you find out it's, it's exploitative, right? Because she um, goes back into she finishes the story. 
works on this story and then she needs to know what happened to Moses. So she goes back in to do more investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. And that's the catalyst for why she's back in the prison. And then she gets killed by the rapey warden. Right. <laughs> rapey warden murder. <laughs> why don't they just call this guy rapey warden? <laughs> why wasn't that his character's name? So, well, I can't remember what leads to the riot. Um, <clears throat> Moses. So the, so Herbert West takes his NPE. He uh, gives it to the rat mm-hmm. uh, and the rat becomes semi-normal again. Herbert thinks that he's cured this rat. He's not only brought him back, but now he's given him a life back. He gives it back to the Mexican gangster, and the Mexican gangster is happy. So he takes the rat into his jail cell right before lockdown, and Moses has escaped from maximum security. Ah, yes. And Moses is waiting in the cell. Moses was his roommate. Mm -hmm. He puts the rat down. Moses picks the rat up, puts it in his mouth. And then spits it out across the room and the rat bites the security guard. And as that's going on, all hell breaks. loose. Yes. Moses starts attacking people. The Mexican gangster attacks somebody. He goes outside, unlocks the doors. All of the prisoners come out. Riot ensues. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) She's not getting any fresher. I mean, there's a whole lot in this movie. I've got to be honest. This film is not the masterpiece that the first two were. I give you that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm, I, mean, I wrote down yeah. a lot. I have a lot of notes, but it's basically all my. It's telling the story. That's how I knew all that because I wrote all that down. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. Um. There's not really a whole lot. The guy. It's it's the same old story. The guy goes to the guy goes to West because he wants the he wants the secret of the reagent. He wants to know how it works. He wants to be able to bring people back to life. He wants to be able to do these things. He starts working with West illegally in the uh, infirmary, in the prison. West makes the reagent and West starts telling the guy about the NPEs. And the guy thinks he's crazy. He didn't think he was crazy with the reagent. Mm -hmm. Wasn't worried at all worried about bringing reanimated corpses back to life. Starts to freak out a little bit when we're stealing people's NPEs. It's stealing the NBA. Yes, because you got to get it from a live body. Exactly. Yeah. So then the doctor's girlfriend dies. They bring her into the infirmary. He freaks out a little bit. They give her the reagent. Mm-hmm. The warden comes in. I know what you did. Wes clocks him over the back of the head with the phone and says, we are going to steal his nanoplasmic egg. And we're going to give it to her. And she's going to come back to life. And she does. Except she's now a weird mixture mm-hmm. of the warden and her old self. And they bring the warden back, don't they? With the NPE of a rat. Yes. So the warden is a mixture of who he was and a rat. Now, over time, he starts to crawl on all floors and his teeth get and bigger. That was and... real creepy when he was doing some of that spider walk stuff <laughs> yeah, on all yeah, fours. Yeah. yeah, I did not like that. Right. did not like that. I mean, there's a lot in the I got it wrote down nanoplasm. I'm sorry. Can we talk about when this film jumps the shark? Um, so Herbert West is in jail. That's <laughs> roll. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about here. The when she bites. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the warden finally like gets super rapey yeah. and is gonna make this this girl uh, pleasure him, and she bites off his ding dong. <laughs> that's and, the nicest way we could put it folks and spits it out and so in my notes i put wiener bite <laughs> equals jump the shark yeah. that's when i was like okay i'm done yeah. like i said i like the first time i can speak i i spoke really i, I really enjoyed not, them it's, it's not, not bad. terrible yeah it's not no, terrible it's at not. all there's it's way not. worse mistakes in the annals of oh, history oh, oh definitely, yeah definitely. and as far as sequels movies. go i could think of 20 sequels I would not watch before I'd watch this one. Right. Again. And they you know tried I mean? to capture some of the yeah. thing with the reagent and then uh speedball. The, the one guy shoots himself up with the reagent cause he's a junkie <laughs> yeah. and then his skin pops off, you right. know, and they've got the, the corpse thing coming up. Hey man, you got another fix. Like yeah. they tried, they yeah. really did, man. There was lots going on. Like um, I said, it's not the worst sequel out yeah. there. It's not terrible. It's just when you get, such delivery from the first two and then you sit through this well with this for starters it's washed out right the color of the first two is not in this it's vibrant which to be perfectly honest 
translates into all directions of this film yeah the charm is not there Mm -mm. we now are going on i don't want to say a grander scale but i mean like we've got a swat team or whatever coming in and dealing with prison right like this isn't what we love about the first two ring animator exactly as and so for me the two things i pull from this film that i do like is obviously the furthering of the research with the mp that's interesting it's fun enough and i obviously like what we do in each film with the ending. Uh, this one's not really as ambiguous. We watch him escape after the riot, yeah, yeah. which is great. That's yeah. a nice ending to the franchise. Yeah. But the rest of it's not there. And to be honest, it would have been fine to just not make it. Oh, I agree. The first two are great. I will probably never watch this movie again. Yeah. I'm not saying it's horrible, but I just can't imagine myself saying, like going, I'm going to marathon these three films. And as bizarre as it, as it sounds, if there were five pictures and the first four were good, I would throw this on the end of it. But when there's only three mm-hmm. and the first two are really, really good, I'm just going to watch those. Yeah. Right. Like, and this was, this was further along. We've got 13, 14 years or whatever in between. It's just, it didn't need to be made. Yeah. Um, the, the charm that we loved West for, in my opinion, isn't there. He's not quirky. He looks neutered. He's just broken by prison. Yeah. It's, right. And the things that we love, everything we love about the first two films is not in this. There's some interesting ideas, but it was not executed with the same excitement that clearly the other two films were. Right. And so it was interesting to watch because I'd never seen it and to see kind of the some of the strong things that made the first two great, like trying to climb out and make this work and just not. You know what I mean? And I, like I stress, it's not a horrible movie. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a supreme disappointment compared to the enjoyment of the first two. Um so, and you said it earlier, we've seen so many movies that are much, 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 much worse right? in terms of horror sequels than this. So it's like, as a whole, still, the trilogy, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I recommend it to anybody. Yeah. And I wouldn't push people away from this. I oh, mean, if you love the first two and you've never seen this, you, oh, definitely watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just don't like the fact that they ended the franchise with a rat fighting a penis. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah. Like and they and that's the thing, guys. I'm not even talking about in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, it's it, they they put it as a sidebar during the credits. Yeah, like it was totally unnecessary. It, it was it just seemed like something that at some point they were like, "What if at the end we have right. that rat and the penis fighting each well, other?" And, and they filmed this thing, and they were like, "We're not going to use that." And they were like, "Throw it in the credits, dude. It'll be funny." That's a great that's point, though, because like. that fully illustrates that it was just off because yeah. with the subject matter that we have in the first two, we managed to avoid completely low brow humor and behavior. Yep. We teeter around things that certainly would make it an easy out. Right. And they never took it. Yep. And then to, to do that at the very end of the third one, I mean, that's a great point. I'm glad yeah, you brought yeah, that yeah. up. Cause I, even when it rolled, I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude. It's like, you guys have been, intelligent while being dumb and fun mm-hmm. why are you doing this Dude, it was three o'clock maybe three thirty this morning when i watched the end of this movie and it was like that's what i'm going to bet on like i mean i'm sorry but i mean really that's how i felt about it. like this is it for ever all these movies i've watched for this show this is it like this is what i'm going to bet on so i no, actually I really uh, i actually remember saying these words as it rolled i went oh he's fighting a dick that's hilarious. And then I hit stop and eject. Go, Genius. Boy. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm glad we ended on that note. Uh, <laughs> wrapping uh, it up here. 75th <laughs> episode. <laughs> hey, guys. We got uh, 73 other really great shows out there. A <laughs> lot, lot of love for the first two. Oh, yeah, no, for man. real, for real. Yeah. Definitely some of the best in the genre. Oh, yeah. If you've yeah. been watching horror movies... You've been and you've listened to the seventy some episodes from us, and you somehow haven't seen Reanimator. Go watch it. Oh, definitely, man, they're great. Not be disappointed. So very good. All right, well, Reanimator, good stuff. Definitely. Any any last words? Oh no, just okay. love Reanimator. Definitely yeah. check it out. So hey, seventy five episodes. We're glad that you all have stuck yes. with us and and uh, and encouraged us and Thank and listen to everything and keep listening. We're going to try and. Uh, do some more cool stuff in the future. You know, you never know what to expect from us. Yeah, so, uh, 
we're out of show ideas so if you could send some into <laughs> us psych did, did, did you guys catch it we're really getting ready to start reanimating ideas if you don't send us some. <laughs> that's a callback <laughs> all right well clocking out on the 75th episode i'm one of your hosts i'm grizzly abner joined by magic professor wagstaff stay scary www.midwestmonsters.net